crunchy. All right, sorry, I was having some technical difficulties with the microphone. All right, so, oh, where did Macy go? Okay, oh, inexcusable. Um, all right, so today we're going to be going over Hinduism and Christianity, and it's going to be a little different today because Hinduism is completely different than any religion that we've talked about so far. Um, so you guys will see that I don't have the boxes today. Um, I just have all about Hinduism. So, um, it's very interesting, it's very complex, but hopefully at the end of this we'll have a bit more of an idea of um, what they believe and how to best share the gospel with them. So, does anyone have a friend that's Hindu? No? Okay, well the reason I chose Hinduism is because there's a lot of, um, um, Hinduism is very popular in India, and there's a lot of Indian um, people that live in our area and that go to school with us, so I thought that maybe it would be beneficial if we all went over exactly what they believed. And also, there was one billion Hindus in the whole world. So it's a very popular religion. Um, but, so to best understand our Hindu friends um, and where they're coming from and how best to share the gospel with them, we have to see exactly what they believe. Um, and so that we can share the gospel in a way with them that makes sense. So, before we need to, before we dive in, we need to realize that we all come with our own biases. We come with our own worldviews, right? We we are all, most of us probably go to church. We grew up in the church, or maybe we um, we know about Christianity Christianity more than we know about Hinduism. And so we view the world completely different than they do. Um, the way they view the world is like we we don't we don't understand that. So we have to try to enter into how they view the world so that we can understand how to best share the gospel with them. Um, so the first thing that we have to realize is that not all Indians are Hindu. So a lot of our Indian friends that maybe you have at school, maybe they aren't Hindu, um, but they might be. Some of them might not be. And also different Hindus believe different things because everyone, everyone kind of chooses their own path. So just because you know one Hindu and you know what they believe doesn't mean that you know what another one might believe or practice. So that's why it's really important to understand what each individual <laughs> friend of yours believes in order to best serve them and best love them. Um, so H Hinduism is very complicated, um, and the way that I set up your note sheet, it should just follow along with the lesson today. Um, so Hindus believe in two things. They believe in pantheism, which means all is God, so everything is God. We all have God inside of us. This table is made out of um, God, that water bottle is made out of God, a little cat that Libby's going to get today has God in it, according to Hindus. And then they also believe in polytheism, which just means many gods. So not only is all God, but there are also many different gods. So that's why it's so complicated, because everything is God, everything is made out of God, or spiritualness, and then there's also different like major figures that you can worship. Um, so they don't have one common text, like we have the Bible, that's like our source, and then like Mormons, they have the, the Bible and the Book of Mormon, and then uh, Catholicism, they have the Apocrypha. Um, but for them, they have different types of um, works that come from gurus and gurus are big teachers to them they're like they're like miniature gods in their eyes and gurus are people that have a lot of knowledge a lot of wisdom and they look up to them and these gurus write texts that they call vedas and vedas are like spiritual saying spiritual wisdom um different like sacred texts that they look to to gain wisdom and knowledge um and they study but there's thousands of different vedas there's different there's different texts that you can study, there's different writings that you can adhere to, different beliefs that you can believe. So that's why it's so hard to define because it's kind of all over the place. You can kind of, it's like a choose your own adventure type of religion. You get to choose what works for you, what you like, um, who you want to worship, what you want to practice, um, and it, everything can be so different. And so again, that's why it's so important that we see it as an individual 
task because um, all Hindus might believe something different. So we have to see our Hindu friend as an individual, find out what they believe, and then see how you can best share the gospel with them. Um, so another thing that's very important to them is their caste system. So in their society, they believe that if you're born into a certain area of society, you're kind of stuck there. So um, it's very hard to leave whatever caste you live in. So if you're born into a lower a lower class, then it might be harder to get to a higher class. They kind of see like your lifetime is going to be spent in that lower class. Um, and this comes from their idea of reincarnation. Have you guys heard of reincarnation before? Mm-hmm. How would you describe reincarnation? Like what we talked about yesterday when you were over and like you were like, they, Hindus believe that if our dog, Maverick, is really good in this life, he might be a human next time. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, be good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be good. Maybe you can be a human. Um, yeah, so they believe in reincarnation. Oh, I skipped over this. But avatars are basically spiritual, also spiritual leaders that have special knowledge. So, like the show Avatar um, is like, he has like special knowledge. I've never watched it, but I, my boyfriend really likes it. And he tries to tell me about it. And I'm like, what? Um, um, so, yeah, so I put this on your guys' sheet, um, that we as Christians, as just Americans and people that have grown up in the church, we see life as an arrow. We are born and then we live life and then we die. And then if you're a Christian, you know that your life goes on forever and it's just a straight line, right? Life just stops. It, It begins and it ends and then we have our forever life in heaven, but Hindus, because they believe in reincarnation, they see life as a circle. So you live, you die, you live, you die, you live, you die, you live, you die, you live, you die. You could live thousands and millions of lives um, over and over and over again. And depending on how good you are in one life, that determines how good your next life is. Or maybe you're a bad person in your first life, so your second life, you're going to be lower in the caste system. So that's why it's so hard for them to get out of whatever class that they're in, in their eyes, because if you're in a lower class system, people might look at you and say, oh, in your past life, you were probably a bad person, and there's a lot of shame there. Um, and then on the opposite side, if you're born into like maybe a really wealthy family, or you have really good success, they might say, well, in your past life, you were a really good person, you worked really hard, you studied all the right things, you grew in knowledge, and so that's why you have such a good life now, and there's a lot of honor there. Um, so yeah. When we look at their life, we have to put ourselves in their minds. Think if think with me, put yourself in, your, in their shoes, that rather than just seeing your life as this is the only life I have, everything that you do now impacts your next life, and it's just this never-ending circle. It's a little different than how we approach life, right? Um, so this is what they call karma. What happens to your past influences your f- future. So what, how do you guys hear karma talked about now? Like, how is it described in your everyday life? Basically, if something bad happens to you, like, I mean, if you do something bad, then something bad will happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a reward system. Yeah. 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 And we, we talk about karma a lot. Like, people are like, oh, karma. Or, like, they, like, someone does something bad to you, and you're like, well, I just hope karma, like, you know does whatever it does or like good karma will happen to you if you do good things so a lot of like hindu beliefs kind of infiltrate what we believe sometimes um it's just kind of just spiritual like what goes around comes around what you what you sow you will reap um if you do good things good things will happen to you 
Um, so we already kind of said this, but when you die and you come back, your soul can take the form of anything. So you can be um, an animal of any kind. You could be a bird, you could be a cat, you could be a dog, um, or you could be a human in different levels of society. Um, so therefore, there's no real understanding of what sin is like. Um, so you kind of just reap the consequences of whatever choices you make, and there's no real, like, understanding of sin, if that makes sense. But for us, how do we as Christians view sin? Bad, yeah. Why do we view it as bad? Because it's going against um, what God has called us to do. Yeah, it goes against what God has called us to do, and it therefore separates us from God. Um, whereas a Hindu just sees their bad mistakes as something that's going to impact their next life. But for us, our sins separate us from God for eternity. Like, there is no next life. This is it. This is the only life we have. So they might say, oh, well, I have, I could live a thousand more lives and try again and again and again to try to get salvation. Um, but for us, we look at our life and we're like, this is it. This is the one shot I have, you know? Um, so it's totally, totally different. Um, and so I found some quotes um, from different gurus that they have. I have two quotes. I didn't put them in your packet. I forgot. Um, but they're really short. Um, I'm going to butcher these names. I don't know how to pronounce them. But Ma- Matama Gandhi. Oh, that's Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi. Oh. <laughs> 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 no, thank you, everybody. Um, he says, yes, I am. I am also a Muslim, a Christian, a Buddhist, and a Jew. And so... What does this statement say about the way that he views all religions? They're all all the same. same Yeah. Yeah. They're all this, all roads lead to the same destination, all paths. And so Gandhi is saying, I am all of these things. I'm a Christian. I'm a Buddhist. I'm whatever. I'm because all is the same. All is God. So therefore everything is the same. Um, And then another guru says, the essence of Hinduism is that every path may be different, but the goal is the same. So the paths might take a longer time to get to the destination, but ultimately they're all going to end the same way. Um, So according to a Hindu, how do you break the cycle of reincarnation and get salvation? Because that's the goal. They, They think that one day, if they work hard enough, the circle will stop spinning. They'll stop living and dying, living and dying, living and dying, and they will finally break free and find salvation. Um, So they have four ways to do it. Um, They have, number one, the way of works. Um, What do you guys think this way is like? A real bummer. A real bummer. (laughs) Yeah. Why is it it a bummer? Because you have to work for your sin. It's not a gift of salvation. It's not the the blessing of a savior. It's Hmm. how hard are you working? How much are you doing? And how high do those tasks rank on the the point chart? Right. I don't know what it is exactly, but that's my guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. then if you add to that, it's not even this life, but they think that there's more lives to come. Yeah. And, like, the way of, like, okay, how many how many good works do I have to do for my next 1,000 lives? Um, yeah. So good works create good karma. So how is this problematic if that is your, if that is your mindset? My good works will create good karma. How is, how is that bad? How is that problematic? Because there's never any kind of security or like peace because they're just constantly trying to like do more and more things in hopes of like having a better next life yeah and there's no way to like really identify that it'd be so like um you'd never be content Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. like you're setting up expectations for yourself 
they may not be able to afford it. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <coughs> for sure. Yeah, so the, one of the ways that you can choose to work is the way of works. Another way that you can achieve salvation is the way of knowledge. Um, and then in your notes, I put like a little uh, in parentheses. Um, this is what they call them. So the way of knowledge is called jhana, and the way of works is called dharma. Um, so that's like the li- the lingo that they would, the language that they would say, um, if you ever talk to one of them. But for us, it's we the best way to understand it is just called the way of knowledge. So this is them saying that the human problem that keeps us in the cycle of reincarnation is just the problem that we don't have knowledge. Our problem is that we are ignoring the fact that ev- that reality is all God. Um, so kind of going back to what we talked about at the very beginning, they think that all is God, and they think that it's this spiritual reality that's called Brahman. And the best way to describe this is, I heard it described as kind of like Star Wars, the Force. Like it's there, um, but it's like impersonal, but it's like always around you, and it helps you do things, and... Um, becoming aware of the forest helps you be more powerful. Um, so gaining knowledge of the spiritual forest and how, um, how like it takes over everything and it's inside of all of us, they think that that is one of the ways you can break the cycle of being reincarnated. So how is this different than Christianity? Yeah, there's a lot of things that we will never understand until we get to heaven, and that's okay. Like that, yeah. it keeps us humble, and it reminds us that we're just human beings. And there's so many things that we can't understand. Hmm. While we're like they're trying to like attain, attain understanding, hmm. they want to know everything. But there's so many things that we just like our brains can't comprehend, and yeah. we don't have to worry about trying to. Yeah, yeah. There's no like pressure to try to understand the Trinity or to understand like why like God does a certain thing He does like. We can try to, but it might drive us crazy if we do that. Um, yeah, what else What else do you think is different about the way they view God and the way that maybe we view God? Does God wait for us to gain enough knowledge about him before he reveals himself? No. Their God is like, right, kind of like you said, an impersonal, just like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of hanging around, and our God is personal, and He was human and and fully God, and trin- all the things that we don't understand about the Trinity. Yeah, but He's personal, and this is God. Yes, and to understand something that is impersonal, right? That's what whatever this is, Janana or whatever it's called. Hmm. Like you're supposed to understand something that, by definition, is an impersonal, just presence, not like a personal person hmm. wanting to be involved in your life right yeah that doesn't make sense to me yeah like our god loves us so much that he reveals himself to us in his word and his creation and then he sent his son to die for us and so like we don't really do that much work in gaining knowledge about god he kind of reveals himself to us in fact if he didn't reveal himself to us we would never have enough knowledge to know that he exists um but hindus see it all on them to try to achieve this knowledge of spiritual reality of Brahman, um, which is really confusing. It's hard to explain and hard to wrap our minds around, um, but it is the way that they view life. 
Um, so how do you achieve this knowledge as a Hindu, and how do you get there? And that is through meditation. So just thinking and being still and just trying to focus your mind and enter into the spiritual reality um, until you realize that all is Brahman, all is God, and that is ultimate reality. Um, so this can kind of, this kind of like meditation, focus, um, kind of even manifestation kind of plays a role in this. We see this in um, just culture sometimes, right? We just see people um, wanting to become one with themselves. That's just the language that like a Hindu would use, like just becoming one with yourself or one with the with the earth. Like that's just very um, hyper, like hyper spiritual, um, and it comes. It's linked back to a Hindu belief. Um, so yeah, that is the second one. Any any comments up to this point? I'm kind of flying through. Okay, moving on to the third one. Uh, the way of devotion. This is the most popular path. Um, so they have a lot of different gurus, a lot of different teachers. And so the way of devotion says, choose one, choose a few, and obey their law, obey their commands, obey what they say is the best way to meditate, um, and then you will gain salvation. So that's why so many Hindus believe different things, because all of them are just saying, okay, my devotion is to this god, this guru, this avatar. I'm going to try to learn as much as I can from their knowledge um, and just dedicate my life to them and then maybe I won't I'll be saved in this life um, so again all paths lead to the same destination but some might take more time than others um, so they're like everybody just kind of take your time get into where you're going it's okay um, because everything leads the same way so different ways that they see that you can meditate um, number one is yoga um, so yoga actually comes from Hinduism and this uses the body to clear the mind and connect to Brahman. So the goal of them doing yoga is not to like stretch out their body and like, you know, be active. It's to clear their mind and to connect to the spiritual reality that they want to connect to. Um, and yeah, just basically created to empty their minds and connect them to whatever they want to connect to. Um, so this kind of makes us ask, oh, is it okay for me to do yoga? Um, and I think that's a question that you can answer for yourself. I've done yoga before. Um, I would never use it to connect with a god that didn't exist. Um, but, I but I think it's just an important question for us all to kind of be like, hmm, what, how should we, we be using yoga or meditation or um, whatever we're doing? Um, and number two, another important practice is m mantras, mantras, mantras. And they aid in meditation. So it's just like sayings over and over and over again um, to help it help them just like focus their mind. So was it, isn't it something like, is that kind of like what you heard when you went to that yeah. Hindu wedding? Yeah, that's, that's mm -hmm. funny though, like you said that, because like there was like a song that they would play over and over and over again. That was like, in a different like a language. Mantra. Yeah, and they would say like guru over and over again. Yeah. So they were probably, probably doing that. Yeah, they were trying to focus their mind mm -hmm. on whatever they wanted to focus on. Yeah, yeah that's really interesting. Yeah, another important thing to them is spiritual bathing. So this is like physical bathing of their bodies in order to kind of cleanse them and make them spiritually clean. It's like a ritual. Um, and another one is festivals honoring certain gods. Um, and like we see this a lot in other religions, just different festivals or parades or celebrations honoring different people. Um, so this is totally different than the other religion we've talked about, right? Like um, totally different than Catholicism and Mormonism and 
Um, last week we talked about the prosperity gospel, so it's totally just its own its own thing. Um, and it would say that all the religions that we've talked about so far, it would say that all of those are the same, that all of those are good. Um, and they would probably try to gain knowledge from those those uh, those ways of of going about your religion, um, because they think that everything is good and every everything is acceptable. Um, and yeah, so it, it's hard to wrap our minds around what they believe. I don't know if you guys are confused. When I was studying this, I was like, what? I'm so confused. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, what, what are some other major differences between Christianity and Hinduism that really stand out to you guys? If you see any. Or maybe just things that you find interesting. Something that's like weird to me, they think that like every religion is okay, like everybody's going to the same destination. Hmm. But also they have the thing like on the front page of how they, like the way it works, how they have to work for yeah. what they're doing. So if like other religions don't believe that and they don't think that you have to work, then like, like it just doesn't make sense to me. It's just mm-hmm. so weird. And like who makes their rules of like what's good and what's bad? Yeah. Yeah, do you know who founded Hinduism or decided to adopt it? Um, like, no, I didn't. Where, actually. like, how it, like, started? Yeah, no, I didn't. I think it's, like, a really old religion. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super old, yeah. That's why it's so big today. It's just because it's been around for ages. It's a huge part of, like, culture in a lot of the countries that it's yeah. really popular in. And another interesting thing is, like, um, we, we think, like, a, a religion like this, we feel like it's so far away from us, but, mm-hmm. well, I guess, the one, the one you went to, was it Sikh or Hindu? Or are others just similar? Um, I don't know. I, I, th- I know that there's a lot of similarities between, like, Hinduism and Buddhism and, like, all, like all the religions that are kind of, like, on the eastern part of the world, yeah. but... It's, like, it's definitely, like, Indian. I think, like you said, like, it was, like, kind of a, probably, like, a branch of yeah, oh, yeah. Like, really close to it. Because they definitely were, like, very lean, like, big on, like, yeah. gurus and Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, that seems kind of, like, far so. off. Like, there mm-hmm. couldn't, probably no one around here that believes, but, like, there is. Like, there's people around us in our neighborhoods and in our communities that yeah. do believe this. Yeah. Well, did you say there's a billion people? That's, like, a sixth or a seventh of the yeah. world. Yeah. The, the whole world. Yeah, it's the one of the most, like, well, <laughs> like, followed <laughs> religions. Yeah. Yeah. And Hinduism, the best way to like to think of it is like a collection of like different religions. So like maybe if you're Sikh, you also like are in the Hindu kind of bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's a very vague definition because you can kind of choose whatever you want. Um, but yeah, they like Macy said, they're definitely there's definitely Hindus or people that have Hindu beliefs all around us. Yeah. I once worked with a Hindu woman, and I I worked I worked with her at Starbucks, and she was like one of the hardest workers like I ever knew like she worked 4 30 a.m to like 1 p.m and I would go in at 4 32 and so we had lots of time to talk and I remember I, I shared the gospel with her and I was talking to her about Jesus and I even invited her to church and she was super receptive of it she was like oh that's that's amazing yeah I like I would love to come to your church and just like super receptive and wanted to talk about it um, but looking back now I realized that she only was receptive she I never explained to her that Jesus was the only way she just saw Jesus as another guru that she could learn from and that she could gain knowledge from. Um, and she was so receptive of my religion because to her, that was my path. Um, she's like, that's the path that you have chosen, and that's awesome, and I'm going to respect that, and I'd love to gain knowledge from that. But she didn't see it as the only path. Um, so I just wish I could go back and explain yeah. that um, he's the way, the truth, and the life. 
um, and that, he, that he's the only way. Um, so that kind of leads us into our next part of our lesson, which is how to share the gospel with someone who is Hindu. Um, so I have a few more points than I usually do when it comes to how to share the gospel. And it, it comes from David Platt. Um, he's a really good pastor. If you guys ever like listening to podcasts, you should listen to him. I've learned so much from him. Um, and so the first point is to listen and to seek to understand what they believe. Uh, turn with me to Proverbs 18.13. Um, Elise, do you mind reading that when you get there? real fast, if I can find it. Um, Knowing this, my beloved brothers, let everyone be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Um, So listening is a huge part of sharing the gospel well. Um, What does it mean to you guys when someone listens to you? It shows that they actually, like, care about what you're saying. Yeah. Like, want to understand. Yeah. How do you guys know someone's listening? When you don't interrupt Yeah. When they nod over and over. I do that a lot. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. They're focused on you. Like they're not yeah. trying to do anything else at once. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're the only like focus that moment. Yeah. Why would listening be so important if we're going to share the gospel with someone? Yeah. Yeah. You also have to stick, understand the way they are. Mm. Because the gospel message is the same no matter how you tell it. Mm. But how you tell it greatly impacts how they hear it. Right. So you have to understand where they are starting from mm. before you can start mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah. 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 You have to see who they are as a person, what they believe, where they're coming from. Um, so, yeah, that's. It's so important to to listen and seek to understand them um, and to do it out of love um, for them. Um, the second point is to pray boldly, um, play, pray fervently, like we've talked about, like Elijah does, um, and pray with them and for them. So they are super open to being prayed for. Like, um, they, they love prayer. They will, like, if you ask to pray for them, they totally will. So why do you think they're so open to being prayed for? I think, like you said, like they're just open to learning about other gurus mm. in the world. Yeah. They probably think like your prayer could help them in their next life. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, they're like maybe this will add to my. Yeah. Or even like help them get closer to Brahman or whatever. Yeah. In this life, so like if somebody else is, you know, going to mm. his presence on your behalf, they can help you with it. Yes. Yeah. How can you guys use prayer? Like in like to help share the gospel with someone. You can you can really, you can sell the gospel in your prayer. Yeah. Like I know you yeah. can use those. <laughs> but you you can really like as you're praying like and thank you that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and although we are sinners yeah. like he has come to save us. Like, in your prayer you can, you can do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. And share the gospel with Yeah, that's sometimes the, the least intimidating way to share the gospel with someone is to be like, can I pray for you? Awesome. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for Jesus <laughs> for sending your son to die for us. And it, it, it just like has them listen to the gospel. And you don't even have to look them in the eye. You can pray. And so just keep that in mind. It's a good way to share the gospel without like doing it like, ah, here's the gospel right, right to you. Um, so yeah, um, do you guys see the benefit in praying for them even though they don't know Jesus? Do you think that your prayers still matter even though they don't know Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so pray boldly for their salvation, and then also pray with them. Um, And number three, ask them to study Jesus with you, um, because they will always, they'll probably always say yes to studying Jesus, because they see him as a way to gain more knowledge. And then as you're studying Jesus with them, you can find ways to share that Jesus is the one way to salvation. He's just not, he's not just one path, he's not just someone you can gain wisdom from, but he is God, he's the only way to get salvation. Um, so you can ask them, would you be willing to study the teachings of Jesus with me and his unique character? And then as you walk with them through who Jesus is, you can show them that Jesus was not just your average guru. He was God. Um, he performed miracles. He loves you. God is a, There's one God. There's not Brahman. There's a God that created the earth, and he wants to know you. Um, yeah, so you have to be very careful because a guru, uh, a guru uh, Hindu, will be very quick to just accept Jesus. They'll even say that they accept Jesus, but they won't see him as the only way. Um, And you want to show them that Jesus is the only way. Um, You can ask them questions like, do you know any stories of gods who have come back to life? Um, Because that totally goes against reincarnation, right? So if Jesus died, he should have immediately just come back as something else. But he didn't. He he defeated death, and then he came back to life. So that'll totally just, like, make them, like, you know, step back and say, well, this this teacher, this guru... He died, and instead of coming back again, he just, like, resurrected and came back to life. Um, and show them that the Bible teaches the opposite of what they believe, that not there's not different paths. There's one path. There's a narrow path, and there's a wide path, but the narrow path is the only way that leads to life. Um, also, um, you can point to the comforting promises of the Bible. Why would a Hindu desire to be comforted like why would that appeal to them i'm sure having to work for everything kind of like uh mormons mm. have to work i'm sure that can get pretty stressful and exhausting um i think like appealing to the comfort like yeah. rather than like you have to work mm. like to be a christian I yeah guess is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah you kind of can find some rest and knowing that, oh, maybe the way I'm going about it is kind of, is wrong. Maybe this is different. Yeah. Can you guys think of any promises of the Bible that would, like, maybe be comforting to them? All of them. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, like the verse that's like, um, um, faith, for you have been set saved by faith, like, not a mm-hmm. worse lesson which is like, yes, yeah. Is that the Romans Road one from the speech? I don't, I don't know. I, don't I know so. it's in Romans, but I don't yeah. know if Romans. But that one was sure. Yeah. 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 There's so many comforting things in the Bible that they can, even if they don't know Jesus, you can still bring them and say, like, God says this about you. Not Brahmin, not an impersonal source or whatever it is, but God who created you says this about you. Um, 
and yeah, that can, that can, the word of God never comes up void. If you are studying the word of God with someone, if you're studying the word of God on your own, um, it never comes up void. The word of God is powerful and effective. Um, so never underestimate just sharing Bible with somebody, sharing the word of God with someone, because it, it can have power to change them. Um, and then number five, is that the last point? Okay. Number five, proclaim the bad news clearly. Make sure that they know that you believe and that the Bible teaches that any other way other than Jesus leads to hell, that it's eternal suffering, um, a separation from God, that there's not many paths, there's one path. Um, turn with me to John 14, 6. Paige, do you mind reading that when you get there? Yeah, 14, 6. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, and you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Awesome. So, I've said this verse a few times already today, um, but the Bible teaches there is one way. Um, one God, one way of salvation. Um, so, even though there is bad news, that if you don't accept God, and you don't accept Jesus as your personal Savior, you will, be, you will go to hell. There is amazing, wonderful news, and that is because Jesus like wants you to accept him as your, his sa- as your Savior, um, and that he came to die for you, and through him you can have eternal life. Um, turn with me again to Matthew 7, 13. Um, Brooke, once you're there, could you read Matthew 7, 13 through 14? Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who go through it. How narrow is the gate and difficult the road that leads to life, and few find it. Um, how can you guys use this verse to help someone who is a Hindu understand why their way of thinking might be wrong? It's using like we are all led into the same destination. Yeah. Because they definitely believe that the gate is wide. Yes. And they're, so like every path goes yeah. down the same road. Yeah. So this is a really big one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a huge one. This shows them that my religion says something totally different than yours. So are you, like, we believe different things. How can we lead to the same destination if mine actually says the exact opposite of what you're thinking? Um, so yeah. Don't be afraid to share the good news, but also don't be afraid to share the bad news. Because um, we have to know the bad news in order to know how wonderful the good news is. Um, so yeah, the biggest, the biggest lie in the whole world is that all roads lead to the same path. That is a lie from the devil. Um, because that there's only one way. There's one truth, and, there's, and that's Jesus. Um, and God loves Hindus. He wants Hindus to know him. They, he doesn't want them to um, think that all is God. He wants them to think that he is God. Um, and so you can play a huge role in sharing the gospel with someone who is Hindu or maybe has a Hindu background or maybe doesn't, maybe someone that's not even Hindu, someone, anyone that doesn't know the Lord. Um, just don't rely on your own strength. I know sometimes it's really scary to share the gospel and it's scary to have those conversations, but the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and he will give you the words to say in that moment and he does the work on that person's heart. You don't do the work, he does. Um, you just have to be faithful to share the gospel, share what the Lord has done in your life and share the truth that you know. Um, and then God will do everything else. But yeah, any 
any questions or comments? Sweet. It's just such a bummer to yeah. make all these other, like every week I sit here and like my heart breaks because, so like, like think about all the things that you struggle with in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Little stuff from like, oh my gosh, my socks don't match today, or I'm running late, to like big stuff like anxiety and depression and trauma, right? right. You handle all of that, right? Imagine, and you said this phrase a few weeks ago, imagine also having the burden of eternity, hmm. right? You have to work for your spot in heaven, hmm. right? If you're not married and you're a Mormon, you don't get, you don't even have the option to be in a certain part of heaven. Right. Like, all, so all these religions that we've been talking about, or even just a different belief system, it's just so heartbreaking because you have to think they walk around just like we do with all the same stuff we struggle with. Right. Plus hmm. thinking about how hard they have to work to get into heaven, how hard they have to work to make sure their kids get into heaven, how hard they have to work to make sure, you know, whatever. And like, it's just it's so sad. No, I say this and I think this all the time. No wonder so much of our world struggles with thoughts of like anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts and even even things as simple as loneliness right. and loss mm -hmm. and no purpose like yeah. I, just, I just feel and so many people believe Hinduism mm -hmm. right a, a sixth or a seventh of the world I don't remember if we're six or seven billion right now yeah I think we're seven billion seven okay mm -hmm. so a seventh of the world that's so many people mm -hmm. that yeah. are wandering around right like Macy said earlier what did she say no security no peace in the way of mm. in the way of works. Yeah. Can you imagine not knowing that you have a savior? Can you imagine walking around not knowing that anything you've done wrong mm. is taken care of? Right. It's fine. Mm -hmm. And you can talk to God whenever you want. Mm. Like Yeah. I just feel so sad for all of the people that don't know Jesus because everything that I deal with, they're dealing with ten times more because they don't have peace that we have right you know yeah I just think about every single week I'm just so sad for them yeah and we should be we should be sad yeah. like um I crying. <laughs> <Thanks for emergency. laughs> um like we see like throughout the bible like Jesus is like pained for like the people that won't turn to him and and like Jeremiah like if you guys have ever read Jeremiah you'll see that like he was a prophet that was like like so distraught over the fact that people would not turn back to God. Like, yeah. he, like, made himself sick because he was so sad. And, like, I'm reading your Lamentations right now, and he's, like, writing poetry about how, like, he just, like, can't get out of bed because he's just so distraught over the fact that people won't turn to the Lord. And so, like, we should be heartbroken, and it should lead us to do something about it. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say that Christians don't struggle with big yeah. stuff, like, yeah. like, all that. But how much worse can it be? Yeah. Right. And our biggest problem has been solved as Christians. Yes. Our sin is our biggest problem, and it's solved in Jesus Christ. We know where we're going to be forever. Yeah. Um, but we can struggle with so many other things, but our biggest issue is, is fixed. But for everyone else that doesn't know Jesus, it's not fixed. It makes so it ten times so sad. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you guys like these lessons. Um, I do think we're going to take a break from them for a little while. We could go through so many different um, religions, but 
I've gotten a few requests about doing a lesson over angels and like spiritual warfare and stuff like that. So yeah. yes. we're going to we're gonna look into that. I was like Bible study like at like 6.30 in the morning. We were, yeah, we were like talking about angels and we're like, I don't know your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, it was the question of um, like angels that have fallen, like like Satan had, was once an angel and he fell. So he had to sin against God. Yeah. So does that mean sin is in heaven? Like... No, that's why I believe heaven. Yeah, but he sinned in heaven, right? Oh. Yeah. So I was like, oh shoot, I don't know that. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So we're gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be so fun to look into that. But is there new angels from there were like a thousand years ago? Are they the same angel graduation? Maybe. I don't know. All right, let me pray for us. Um, dear Holy Father, I thank you for this morning, Lord. I just thank you for all these girls um, that wake up and come here on their Saturdays to learn about you. And I just pray for each one of them. I know that they um, are so often around unbelievers, and I just pray that you give them the courage and the strength to share the gospel with their friends and with people they come into contact with. And would they just remember um, that you are God and there is one way, um, and that our biggest issue is our sin, but um, we are saved because of you, and that is that can bring joy into our lives, and then we can go share that joy with others. Um, Lord, would you equip us? Would you prepare us? And would you just be with us throughout our weeks when we bring glory to you in all we do? In name I pray. Amen. Do you guys like